Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach, always hanging out on Instagram at Kelsey Lowe Show. I've been I've been having way too much fun with these reels, man. Um, so what I always do when I connect with people online, if you guys message me and say that you like the show, I always like to ask, you know, what is it that you like? What is it that you want to hear more of? And so I'm going to be sharing... Um, conversations and the topic of addiction. Someone had sent a message saying overcoming addiction is the biggest thing that she's been working on. She said, I mostly struggle with not feeling good enough or the fear of not being good enough. And so I have used substances as my coping mechanism for a long time. So I definitely can relate with this because I've gone through many different, um, I will see seasons of addiction with nicotine, with marijuana, Um, not so much with alcohol, but I would say alcohol is definitely that thing that's so socially acceptable, you know, in our culture that it's easy to let that add up of drinking multiple nights a week and things like that. But for me, the biggest thing was nicotine. That was like vaping and cigarettes for a long time. I had an addiction and one of the biggest things is what am I avoiding feeling that is causing me to want this part of it? is it gives something to you, right? What about this serves me? Because we wouldn't do it if it didn't serve us in some way. And so for me, cigarettes served as this way to de-stress, which is ironic because it actually increases your heart rate and your heartbeat and causes a stressful feeling. But it is that it became this moment where it was just me and me. But it was interesting because if you start to look at when you have the urge to do something, right? If something's getting in the way of your life, whether it's alcohol or maybe even other addictions, like if it's like porn or caffeine, right? Maybe you're drinking so much coffee a day and you feel like it's messing up your physical, your physical health, whatever that addiction might be. Oftentimes we are doing it to avoid feeling something else. So slowing down and asking yourself, what am I avoiding feeling? Okay. If you can go three days without whatever it is that you're feeling addicted to, for me, it was like, I've, I've, I had quit so many times to where I felt like so ashamed that I was still doing it. So I started hiding it and I wasn't telling anyone about it. And whenever we are hiding something and being secretive about it, it is just a recipe for a shame spiral because we're having judgment, there's secrecy, because part of us knows we shouldn't be doing it and we don't want to be doing it. But then another part of us that feels powerless continues to do it, continues to reach for it, continues to go after that thing that you don't actually want to do, that you know is not serving you, that is literally pulling you backwards. So um, I first, it's getting clear of why do I want to quit? Because I don't think anything is like good, bad, right, or wrong. But if you have secrecy and shame and self-judgment, then it needs to go, right? Because if you're being secretive about it and not owning it, then you feel embarrassed in some way and whatever. So 
I'm saying this like with so much love and compassion because I totally get it. You know, for one, you have to trust that things are happening in perfect timing and that you are powerful because addiction tries to give us and feed us the lie that we are powerless, like that we're not strong enough to stop this addiction and that that addiction is more powerful than us. And so looking back at situations in my life where I felt powerless was a huge catalyst for taking the power back with that whole addiction with cigarettes. And then eventually it became like the fucking little vape pen things because it was just so casual and so easy to buy them, so accessible, they didn't smell. But I hated how I felt because it would wreck my point of focus. It would, I I couldn't breathe well. And then I started to think about, you know, the the heart chakra and the ability to give love and receive love. Like I was literally blocking my heart chakra from giving and receiving love by continuing to be involved in this addiction. Um, and especially because I knew it was possible to quit. So then my, cause I had quit for so long, but the catalyst that, um, made me grab for it was grief. Whenever I felt sad, I didn't want to feel sad. So I wanted to feel good and, Of course, it never feels as good as the first time, as the first drink, as the first smoke, as the first bite of cake, as the first cup of coffee, as the first whatever, you know, all these different firsts. So let me kind of categorize this because I'm uh, I'm recording this episode off the cuff. Like most episodes are, I like to just have a bullet point of the topic and then go for it. But I want to organize this a little bit for you. Um, So the first thing is asking yourself, what am I avoiding feeling? That's the first thing. What am I avoiding feeling? Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was a, it was a statement about addiction and it was talking about, if you ever want to know why you're doing what you're doing, like what's actually below the surface in your subconscious mind, if you can go 15 minutes without doing it, whatever thoughts come up is the reason why you're doing it. So for me, if I was able to go long enough without smoking, then all of a sudden just tears and tears would flow. And a lot of the times it would be, I would put myself in situations where I knew I couldn't get weed or I couldn't get cigarettes, where I would kind of be forced out of it, um, which really actually helped, even though it would be really difficult. It was always pain and tears and grief that was below the surface that I was avoiding feeling, which was the reason why I was gravitating towards substances like nicotine. So that first question, what am I avoiding feeling? Okay. So the second part is um, what memories in my life did I feel powerless in? You know, what are those times in my life where I felt powerless? Um Because if we can identify the times that we felt powerless and start to change the story that we tell ourselves about that memory, then we can start to harness and awaken some of our power in our present day. Because empowerment is a huge aspect. Like There's a big reason why I talk and am really passionate about self-love and empowerment. Because I felt powerless for so long in a relationship that I had, like my first like real boyfriend relationship in college. Well, no, it was a year after college. I was working at AT AT&T, um, was a very toxic relationship. And I let myself be manipulated and controlled and I didn't stand up for myself. And I didn't know 
what like narcissistic behavior and tendencies were um, until someone told me. And it was kind of this aha moment of like, whoa, I'm not crazy. This is real. This is a textbook behavior. This person is a narcissist. And I think that that word gets thrown around a lot in 2021. Um, And I don't think everyone is narcissistic as social media makes it out to seem. But for the people that know, you know, right? So if you've ever been in a situation or have had a parent that's narcissistic or a relationship that you have been in in the past or you're in the process of getting out of right now, um, it could be very defeating to feel powerless. But you got to remember that those things that you are hearing from that person is often lies. You know, it's not true. And so we get to awaken some of your personal power by thinking back on the times that you felt powerless. And if you could go back, what would you say to yourself then? You know, what do you know now that you didn't know then? And so when we look at those things of looking like, what do I wish I would have done? And instead of looking at it from a place of like regret, look at it from a place of compassion, like bring in some compassion for that version of you of who you used to be, because not who you are anymore. Um, even if there's only been a little bit of growth, maybe there's been a whole lot of growth, whatever that (laughs) amount of growth is, it's enough. And notice, so, so the next thing is being willing to forgive yourself, forgiving yourself and showing yourself love, right? For me, it was learning how to forgive myself for staying quiet because I was angry at him like the the ex relationship, but I was also angry at myself because I'm like, why didn't I walk out sooner? Why didn't I stand up for myself? Why did I let him treat me like that? So a lot of the anger and resentment I had wasn't towards him. It was towards me. And so I had to forgive myself. I chose to forgive myself in order to set myself free. Um, Oho Pono Pono is a Hawaiian forgiveness ritual and Hawaiian forgiveness prayer of saying, you know, thank you. I love you. I forgive you. Will you forgive me? And adding that additional part of forgiving a person, not because they've asked for it or because they deserve it, but because you deserve that freedom. And it's forgiving the memory of them or forgiving yourself for the memory that you have with yourself, not actually talking to the person. This is between you and you, right? So the first thing, what am I avoiding feeling? The second thing, what times have I felt powerless and how can I start to rewrite that story knowing what I know now? And then the third part is being willing to forgive myself for the things I didn't know that I know now and forgiving other people that have caused a sense of powerlessness in my life. And then the fourth thing is declaring that and declaring and and feeling into your own personal power, things that you can be able to control and that you can be able to um, take responsibility for. You know, responsibility is our ability to respond. Um, You know, there's also a lot of A lot of self-love that comes from admitting that we need support and whatever that looks like. When I like was finally done with nicotine saying like, no, this doesn't serve me. I'm not a type of person that could just have one like I fucking deep dive where I'm like chain smoking, you know. Um, There's always pain that is trying to be repressed. Um, 
And I started becoming obsessed about learning about the brain and how to uh, heal those dopamine centers because the dopamine deficiency is what causes that desire for that substance where it feels like I need it, I need it right now. But what I started to notice, if, if I can get past that 15 minutes of craving it, you know, then often some type of emotion will bubble up to the surface and I will have the awareness of, oh, that's why I wanted it because I was actually avoiding feeling this. And while it is easier to keep the addiction, it is not rewarding in the long run because oftentimes these addictions are messing with how we think, messing with our physical health and the longevity of our life. And at the end of the day, like the biggest thing I want you to hear from this episode is you are worthy of living a long, happy, healthy life. You are powerful and capable and you can let this go. Is it going to be easy? Fuck no, it's not. I'm not going to sit here and say, because I've had different, I've definitely had times where it felt like this big, beautiful, crazy experience where I was like, yeah, I'm done with cigarettes. But the time that it actually was over was when I decided that I was willing to feel the discomfort for three days. Because if you could get through three days, you can get it. You're fine. Your body and your cells are so adaptable and resilient and capable that your energy and your the addiction will sort itself out like nicotine's out of your system for three days. I think any substance after three days, chemically it's out of your body and then you're just dealing with the mental part of it the emotional part of it and the three days of withdrawal that I experienced because I was smoking these vapes where it was like super high nicotine percentages the withdrawal was fucking awful I felt like I got the flu for like a day and I just felt depressed and I couldn't do anything and I just felt so like in a daze but I knew that it was the breaking feeling that was required for the growth I was looking for. And even when there's a part of me of like, oh, I just want it. I remembered why. Like I wanted that. I I was like, no, I get to be free. I'm willing to hold my own hand through this discomfort. And sometimes it's literally saying out loud to yourself, no, no, we get to be free. I am powerful. And it's almost like we are powerful, right? It's the we. You're talking to all those different versions of yourself, the version of you that just wants the quick fix, the version of you that is like your highest self that knows like it's possible, the version of you that feels scared because it's like you don't want to give up something that feels like it gives you some type of pleasure. Like, But start to visualize what's on the other side of it and, and starting to integrate a new identity for yourself of who am I without this? What is that version of me? Because if there's been some type of, if there's been a substance or something, an addiction that's been in your life for so long, one of the hardest parts is visualizing a new identity for yourself of who you would be without it. Because there's a lot of things that it changes how you spend your time. It changes how you live your life and that lifestyle. So start to visualize and harness in that new identity for yourself. Like what is the version of me without that? What would that look like? And if you can start to visualize it, it'll be start to become easier to step into it. 
But the biggest thing is reminding yourself that you are powerful. You are fucking powerful. And at any moment, if you start to feel like, no, this thing is more powerful than me, you're caught up in a trap and it's a lie. You get to remind the, the part of you that is wise and all-knowing, that's the inner mama that's here to take care of you, needs to remind the part of you that feels scared and alone and weak that it's like, no, we are powerful and we can do this. And sometimes you do need to ask for support and ask for help or reach out to someone that you know that has overcome what it is you're trying to overcome and just say that you're in the process and that you are wanting to create freedom or maybe it's researching and reading about things online and starting to plant those seeds of what is possible and anything is possible you can do anything but you can't do everything right don't expect things to change overnight it didn't start overnight so it's not going to change overnight okay so all right i hope you guys love this episode talking about addictions creating personal freedom creating personal empowerment um In the show notes, I'm going to add a link where $7, you can get a year of self-love journal prompts. I think you're going to love it. Um, I highly recommend, highly recommend getting it Um, because every week for an entire year, you get a self-love journal prompt where you can be able to deepen that relationship with yourself because when we are in touch with those emotions and what's actually going on, we're less likely to avoid them out of fear of the unknown because we already have an intimate relationship with them, okay? So if you know someone that needs to hear this episode, go ahead and send it to them. Um, And if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, I would ask you to leave one because that's how I'm able to connect with more people and spreading the word um, here on Joyfully You Podcast. So I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.